Single minds are not that important anymore. You have to surround yourself with the right network. And as a company as well, you need to surround yourself with the right network of partners. This is a call also to all the coaches and facilitators. Stop giving stuff for free. There you go. Stop giving stuff for free. People are going to start paying for the podcast. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, welcome back, everyone, to part two of this World of Work podcast. Uh, as a reminder, it was a live event together with Bilge and, and Ola. As you can see, we start shaking things up a little bit more as we get into the thicker things. First of all, we pick up the conversation where we left it off regarding resilience and well-being. And then, and then we do talk about these other paradigm shifts of things that we are noticing that are changing, right? It has to do with, is it still the single mind that makes a difference in companies? Rather, is it the collective brain power and even the network outside that companies can start building? And then you heard it, right? Freebie economy is no economy at all. At least that is my fundamental belief as well. And we talk more about their event um, and some of the learnings they got out from it. We talk about the economics of it and we talk about plenty of other things. So make sure you tune into this part two of the World of Work podcast. Let's tune in. I, I have a, um, someone who actually volunteered to also share some some tips if that's okay on resilience and also had a question specifically on uh, going back to the we went experience mm-hmm. um, a bit more on the specifics on how you mm-hmm. you, you support companies in, in, mm-hmm. in, in, in what you do so um, I go to the blue sky <laughs> <laughs> it's you hi everyone hi Ola and just uh, Two, three tips on, I guess, resilience, as we all said, a big word, right? Very simple things that I found working myself, but also with my clients is, I guess, one is what they call serial monotasking. And I think we've all got very used to multitasking. And and nowadays, with the virtual world, just serial monotasking, focus on one task at one time. I think that's been very effective. The other thing, and it's very hard when you're sitting in front of your computer and you're kind of MS Teams and Zoom, is to take regular breaks. And, and I know my daughter, who's like 27, she started her job in COVID time. And I keep telling her, go take breaks. And she says, but I can't because I really uh-huh. need to focus. And then she goes, takes a break for five minutes and she comes back and, you know, she works 10 times better. So for me, it's around managing energy versus time. And I think these are all very basic stuff, right? And then I, I, I attended a conference a few days ago and they said something very interesting. Uh, some guru, I don't remember the name, said mm. something like, there is lots of things in our jobs that we don't like. There's nobody who really loves their job for 100%. I mean, I... I Oh, come on, Sunita. What are you saying? (laughs) uh, What? Except when I can sit out in the sun and hear these calls. Um, But what they said was very... And I'm still reflecting on it, so I haven't... I'm not sure I'll be able to articulate it as well as the guru did. But they said that... if. Every day, this is about resilience, every day, right? Not every week, not every month. If you can find 20% of the things that you love doing in your job and do those 20% every day, it'll be much better than trying to, you know, worry about, oh my God, I hate my job for the 80%, if that's the case, right? Or even if you love your job. So find 20%. And I think, again, for me, it's, it's the chunk size, small. 
if you find that you manage your energy better and because you manage your energy better you'll go into the stress uh rhythm and then you have relaxation stress passion stress love and and that will kind mm. of take away you know and that's resilience because otherwise long term stress of stuff will lead to burnout and i think that was quite interesting that's it now going to mute and enjoy the <laughs> enjoy the sun and and back to uh, i think sunita you also wanted to have a little bit more information regarding on um the we went yes mm -hmm. and then we can pivot into shake up the the work workplace the workplace is not, the workplace <laughs> workplace. Is not <laughs> it was it, yeah nice freudian slip go mm -hmm. ahead on uh, the we went more specifically how is it that you're supporting companies in um, not only within this particular context of the pandemic but also the broader picture that we were talking about before so our specifics are around learning and development basically if we talk clearly you know we help hr as well and people managing people or people strategy but um what what we are now doing mainly is everybody can come to the platform and find what they're looking for right if you're looking for a facilitator on the x topic you can search for it but what we help is now becoming an extended lnd team because in companies there's not enough budget to have enough people to support lnd and one person trying to do everything so what we are doing with our experts we have a we we come together as a team for them whenever they need help let's say they need to find out quickly what do i need to do in diversity and inclusion this is a hot topic now mm -hmm. i need to take an action and the lnd person is herself needs a support right because she's not herself a diversity and inclusion expert so needs she needs to find a person so we we basically connect that person okay. with the right expert for the company culture and they can spend an, an hour as a start and then see that with the enough information they can they can continue working together or not so we connect the right experts immediately whatever the topic need is and we become their extended lnd team oh, so it's an online so the way this magic works <laughs> is 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 it through an algorithm is it a human connection is it how, so because this i find this as well these nodal connection points is being very much the future way of working too because you would need uh, companies as well maybe needing like now today I would like to hire somebody on digital marketing or social media hire no actually work and partner with so how would that work if I were to partner with you and your platform how how would you help me find that kind of so what skill? we know is that there are a lot of discussions need to happen when you talk about people you can try to optimize it at to some certain point we are we optimize it so you can directly search and we have an algorithm for that search uh -huh. but if it comes as an extended mm -hmm. lnd team there will be one to one connection there has to be because yeah you cannot algorithmize your culture <laughs> yes. oh come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i call uh, we went at a human business and a trust business there's so much trust in it and i i also want to tell honest like tell our story we came with this enthusiasm that we'll put in front of booking.com for uh, skill building and team building and people will just come and and you know book it and that doesn't happen because there is a lot of trust that is 
needed for committing to a facilitator, a coach, uh, and, and people started reaching out to us. We had a lot of conversations and that's happening, but we are now really tapping into, you know, when a request comes, uh, be it a specific skill. Sometimes it's, can you help us design um, a learning week or, uh, you know, a, a themed week, a hackathon? Uh, or can you help us uh, refresh our people's strategy because uh, we are on this cultural journey and we want the outside in? It always boils down to conversations, pulling the right experts, not only us, but all the other experts. And I don't know if we called out the number, but we have around 200 at the moment and it's growing um, of, of experts that are provi- suppliers, the suppliers providers, of, yes, yes. Of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. let's say that, that, yeah. uh, that say, hey, this is what I can offer. This is what I'm passionate about. And, and then do you get to know them, to meet them, yes. to be able to build that trust factor? And to be able to then recommend or connect, or you do. Yes, definitely. I'm one of them, by the way. <laughs> Who, whoever yeah. wants to raise their hand and be part of that, please join us. <laughs> but you need to talk to us first. Ah. Uh, so what we do is we have an approach for interviewing people. We have like a, a vetting, vetting process. process. We ask Makes a sense. number of questions. We require certifications if you have Makes them. Sense. Uh, we honestly love to work with people who have been working with and uh, for corporates as well, to be honest, um, because that always just brings the business acumen and the understanding of the client. Uh, our clients Absolutely. are organizations. This is a B2B business. And um, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's that's uh, our vetting process. Um, Fantastic. And uh, what helped, actually, mm-hmm. I have to add it. I love that the pandemic... Uh, provided us with a lot of recorded sessions. And we tell people, can you show us a recorded session you've done? Because we want to see how you facilitate it. And that's amazing, you know? So everybody's recording now and uh, we see people in action and uh, testimonials are important, of course. Uh, yeah. Proof of previous clients. Mm-hmm. So those are the, the things we, we check. Wow. And maybe next time, mm-hmm. uh, my dear Bill Gay, we'll have a specific um, <laughs> podcast on algorithms. <laughs> because a lot of, and this in, in particular for the WOW 1.0 generation of the season, the previous <laughs> season, uh, where we talk about you know the complexities of the job market and the complexities of the difficulties, rather, uh, of, of the, the job market being able to reflect the actual not only skills because that's you you've got your linkedin that's got you know the the it's easy the way it's built Mm -hmm. right um and you have your ta systems and companies and and algorithms are nothing more than embedded opinions in Mm -hmm. a code Mm -hmm. uh, of whatever it is you can code and the only things we can actually code are those practical tangible you know uh, type type of things so I, I think this topic of algorithms is driving so many decisions right. up front mm. so that you land in a funnel that you may get lost in that yeah. process simply because you have not ticked the box in some of you know the requirements that have gone into that coded opinion of, of, of that algorithm. Mm. And I do think a lot of these platforms, of the matching platforms, um, have that limitation, which is also limiting, I think, the talent inflow and outflow inside mm. of companies, but maybe that's another... Uh, yeah, it's, it's a very deep subject, and you're very right. Also, in, in it can be very negative for some people missing the chance to be even visible when they exactly. are, you know, they could 
it could be for finding a job or even applying for, for to become a provider in a company, you, you're not even seen, right? Mm -hmm. But also it could be used positively for diversity aspect because when a computer does the work for you, they don't look at their nationalities. Yeah, the AI okay. it doesn't look at for this. So it, it could be even better to keep the diversity aligned. So there are, yes, negativities and positivities. But um, for Revent, we wanted to, we, we could build tools, yeah, we could, we, we discussed a lot, the automation mm -hmm. part of it, but we want to also keep it very human because this is a human business. And it's about AI versus collective brain power. This is how I call it. Okay. So we have this talent network of, um, of trainers, facilitators and business coaches. And we come, you know, we at this moment we're really fighting with the technology. Right. Yeah, technology because you can let others decide with technology what's going to happen. But I think when you deal with human and their development, there needs to be very human, humanly decision, and uh, that's why collective brain power is super important at the moment. Not just for business, mm -hmm. right? For yourself. Absolutely. If you want to excel what you're doing, you're not going to do it alone anymore. Single minds are not that important anymore you have to surround yourself with the right network and as a company as well you need to surround yourself with the right network of partners or business partners uh, consultancies whatever you right yeah. you want to say something? i just wanted to add that you know when you asked the question i i wanted to highlight that you know there's there has been so much focus on e-learning digital upskilling passive learning and we were really going against the current with our oh let's let's do activative uh, activating the social skills uh, learning yeah. with human beings face to face in the past now online but still human to human and uh, I'm quite proud that we stuck to it you know and that we pushed uh, for it we have partners who are doing e-learning and we say we can complement and combine you know. Um, if you don't use the skill uh, within the two days after the course, the knowledge is lost as well. Yes. So activating, making it tangible, going into workshops with facilitators is a nice step to activate. And then also having that accountability group in social learning that holds you accountable to deliver Absolutely. or to you know use your uh, knowledge is, is something interesting for yeah. us so, so the human factor again comes back to us very very nicely and i think this pandemic has shown it i mean yes. if, if ever we needed a proof that we are made of body flesh and emotions mm. that that reverberate with others <laughs> right it is this pandemic because the fact of not being able to reverberate and and and, and grow and you know, it, it, I think it's also it's, it's a biological thing. They're called the mirroring neurons, mm -hmm. and bodies talk right mm -hmm. when they're connected. Yes. Though, so it's not necessarily on virtual. Although, you know, hopefully you can see my bodies, my neurons getting ah, all excited <laughs> about this. But, it, but it's um, it's it's that humanness mm -hmm. and that sense of human connection. I think it has further been amplified right by by the crisis. Shall we pivot uh, onto your community that you built yeah. last year? We have ten minutes left, so I think we should. <laughs> well, it's at three thirty. But at three thirty, uh, yeah, 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 super. Yeah. Okay, nice. Um, but but also in the meantime, uh, please do send your questions, and I want to share as you will speak to show my fantastic <laughs> digital. <laughs> um, so for 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 those of you who are connected, here are. 
here are some, some pictures, and maybe uh, Ola and Bilge, you may want to talk about this, this event. Humans are also sloppy. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> I just, we just have a moment on the microphone. Uh, it's okay. Oh, good. Yes. Okay. Um, here are some pictures that you shared with me and that I'm sharing with everyone else. Maybe you want to talk about the event you did last year here in Zurich. Hmm. Where do we start? <laughs> From the pictures? Or? There's so much to say. Um, how did it come to be? How did yes. this, uh, uh, and, and tell us about this fantastic event that it was in the Kunsthaus, right? Yes. For, the, for those of you who don't know, it's a museum here in Zurich. Um, you want to talk about how it started and then I can talk about the day? Or the yes, mm -hmm. sure. So we, we went, we had enough experience of uh, what's happening in the companies and how they struggle to change. Right. Transformation, change, these are the two words that has been used probably most in the leadership teams. How they're going to tackle X, how they're going to tackle Y, but then there are so many bureaucracies happening within the company. So I myself was an entrepreneur. I would always go and challenge things in Mondelez. Um, mm -hmm. my, my you know, past bosses would, would know that very well. <laughs> But I would always look for people within how I can fight X, you know, let's change this, let's make, make this better. So I was kind of the rebellion, but also it was very positively yeah, accepted by my peers and my uh, bosses. So, but it's difficult, right? When we saw this with WeWent, there's, there's always a resistance for change. And the idea would shake up the work, workplace. We, we, want, we are all dreaming a positive future positive future of work, you know, we want to be accepted as fair, everybody has a dilemma in the office, right, either about the bonus or the, the, <laughs> the promotion you didn't get or you, the, the rating you got is not satisfactory because you worked your bottom off. So um, knowing and seeing all of these challenging uh, atmosphere and people being challenged by themselves and not being able to change what's happening to them, not being able to influence within, we came up with the idea, okay, let's help the companies, but from outside. So outside meaning, let's bring together at the same table, startups, academia, companies, governments, all these professionals together and let them talk about future. And we did that because <laughs> there was not a space for us to join. So we wanted to be mm -hmm. part of this this kind of ecosystem, and we couldn't find it. Then mm -hmm. it was a discussion between me and Ola. Okay, then we do it. Perfect. We do it. We're uh, we're not like a consultancy firm. We're not like mm -hmm. you know a big big player out there. But we we can bring the right people together, and we did. So this uh, event was the uh, the the kickoff of our community basically, and we had two hundred people joining. The original date was March, so we had to push it to October. <laughs> of the COVID, it was one of the first events that uh, actually postponed, knowing what uh, COVID mm -hmm. consequences would be. Mm -hmm. It was a very challenging decision for us because we worked very hard to, to make it live on my, March of 9th and March of 1st of March or 2nd of March, we said, okay, it's not happening, guys. But we had a great supporters and um, some tickets actually donated. They didn't even ask for back, even though they knew they wouldn't join on the new date. But we, yeah, I think we had a very great event that was not only like a conference, it was an unconference. So people, it was much about people being interactive, 
and opening their eyes and Kunsthaus galleries. Yeah, this was the first event that happened actually uh, surrounded by art, uh, this million dollar arts and people were sitting in the middle and discussing future of work. Maybe I can ask Sunita's question. She's asking what are the key takeaways and I want to again go back to our story. Like there is a lot on future of work. Everybody Everyone talks about, about, it, yeah. about it, you know, and the, and we were going to different events ourselves because yeah. we wanted to connect, we wanted to feed ourselves with the insights. What was really annoying at some point and what started to be uh, you know, beyond acceptable, acceptable is you would go to an event when you would be in darkness, in the audience, just muted, looking at somebody in the spotlight. Yeah. That guru that Sunita talked about, I'm against that. If there is no dialogue, there's not going to be action and this is where our energy started, uh, you know, going into let's create a dialogue and even more, that dialogue needs to end up with an action plan. So we worked really, we had, um, uh, we had a role for the conference called Impact Lead. That person was really focused on creating an impact outside of the event, activating the learnings. We had a beautiful shaker workbook where people were taking notes. Who are you connecting? Who are you accountable for, for and with? <laughs> and what are your actions that you will take in the next three months? And here's a Slack community uh, that you can use to further discuss um, the actions. And Sunita, it's hard to say what is one key takeaway. We had 16 workshops running in parallel. So it was not your typical stage speaker event. We had those, we, had, we called them thought provokers. They, they started the event and they closed the event, but the heart... Basically like this in the plenarium type yes, of Yes, exactly. So that's the thought provoker on the stage. And yeah, then sorry, I cut the thought provoker. No worries. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> and it's it was not on purpose. <laughs> but you can see the, the bottom uh, right corner, uh, that's, uh, that's actually a session with smaller group. The groups were up to 20 people mm. in the galleries. So mm. that, was, that was really a highlight where people were working with a facilitator and very different people you know here you have Steven Neubauer who is um, a CEO of Comparis uh, talking about trust okay yeah. so a mm -hmm. uh, CEO talking about trust and how he builds it in his company then we had you know oh we had we didn't cover that but we had four key future dialogues uh, that we defined number one culture learning workforce and well-being so these were the guiding um, dialogues and pillars for, mm -hmm. for the event. Um, I mean, we have also takeaways in a slide. I don't know if you want to share it, but uh, we can... It's, oh. it's more... I, I don't know if I can share now. You, I think you can. You, Let's can see. I? Also, to give space to, to, mm -hmm. to questions. Mm -hmm. Please feel free, folks, to, to jump in. Ah, there's a question. Was it for free or was it paid? <laughs> Sorry, this, I won't even disclose who asked that question. It's an <laughs> no, important question. It, yeah, let's talk money here a little bit to some extent. Uh, was it for free? And if yes, how much was the price? Was it for single people or was it for, for companies? Um, thanks for the question. <laughs> so it, it was paid event because uh, it was paid. Yeah, renting Kunsthaus is already quite a budget <laughs> yes. that we could not afford by ourselves. I mean, it was a non-profit event. Um, it, it had to pay for itself. So price per person, how much was it, 599 Yes, that was the top price, uh, you know, the, the For the individuals price. or for, for companies? For the individuals, yes. But, guys, start saving. 
But we started early, right? But, 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 we had a startup ticket, we had a group ticket, and we had a lot of discounts. So don't be stressed that it was a price that everybody paid. And honestly, this this event was just breaking even. So you can imagine. imagine, And sorry, how many days was it? Was it one day? Full day event. One full day. Mm -hmm. So one full day event at the Kunsthaus with 200 people. Yeah. and how many facilitators did you have? 20, I think 23 in total. And including the food and, uh, and breakfast, catering. Yeah, breakfast, we have our, lunch uh, and dinner. Our volunteers lead here as well on the call, Monica Moldovan, who was the volunteers yes. lead. We had 40 people working with us and she was hey, leading Monica, the whole good group. Good job, good job. Amazing job. Thanks, Monica, for your help. And I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm a little bit triggered about the reaction to the money because we are so used to getting so much for free and somebody is really working their, uh, their asses off, you know. For so, free. <laughs> yes, for free. And we've been doing that for a long time. So, no. And this is a call also to all the coaches and facilitators. Stop giving stuff for free. <laughs> and value yourself, you know. Sorry, I'm going to shake it up a little bit. But, um, no, it, it was a lot, but it had to pay for what, what we delivered. So, yeah. Yeah. We're confident in our, and to bring, in our strategy. To bring so, diversity. Just to say, this person is saying, <laughs> so, I, I want to protect the innocent. This person is still anonymous, but is saying, it was not a critical question. Sure. It was just, it was just um, to know the budget. It was, so the, the person who's asking the question is a business person, um, marketing background. So understand thanks for the question i think really important because it's opening up something that's also very very close and dear to my heart too Mm. which is the freebie economy it is killing in many aspects or it's to the lowest denominator as opposed to elevating conversations that need to be elevated they don't need to go (laughs) to the lowest denominator they need to be elevated to the highest because that's the only way we can bring about change so well, I'm going to start charging 300 pounds. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, and it, but it's really important. It's if really I came important. across as, as angry at the person who asked, no, I'm not, not angry at that person. But overall, no, I think no, it's no. a very important topic. And it's, yeah. it's a struggle for all of us that are trying to be it out. Is. And big companies are offering a lot of free stuff as well. So there is a huge competition. So let me well. ask then the other question mm-hmm. this person did not ask. But here is where I'm going to be a little bit tougher. It's um, the corporate. Yes participation they i mean because in a way i'm all for subsidizing by the way so for Mm. those who cannot afford Mm. i'm for a model of economics that has subsidies uh, embedded into it so you charge corporations to offset some other may may i ask that question or is that a very i mean we had uh, special tickets for startups NGOs okay. and students. Mm-hmm. So they subsidize basically those people. Okay. Not 100%, but the, I think the price ticket was around 100 uh, francs for those people. Plus, we had sponsors. And well, imagine okay. that, you exactly. know, yeah. the cost of the event again of such a scale is high. So even with sponsors like Microsoft, Unispace, you still need to charge, uh, just to call it out. Um, and um, once they wow. they were sponsoring, they were allowed to bring some of their mm-hmm. company members, of course, uh, for, free. for free. Or, the, you know, the ticket price was included in that. Um, and I had something else on my mind that I lost now. Ah, I know what we had. We had also something called um, Letter to Your Boss. 
we hesitate to ask our organizations whether they want to invest in us. And we provided um, potential shakers to say, go to your boss and ask to be Paper. financed uh, to attend this session, the, the, the event. And people were using it. So, yeah, that's another recommendation we have. Go and ask if your company is willing to invest in you. So there you go. Here we're going to be pressing pause once again in part two. Take the chance, right? Take the chance. Ask the company if they're willing to invest in you. And by the way, if they say no, ask why not. You're going to learn a lot of things about yourself and about the company you work for too. So join us in part three. We'll be taking the questions from the participants and we will be continuing the conversation. Until then, as always, do take good care.